Hello, hello. It's uh, Friday the 4th of sometime March. I never know when it is. It's uh, the Grouchy Club uh, podcast. It's me and uh, Copstick. Hello. Kate, Kate Copstick. Uh, hello. And uh, I guess we're going to talk about Edinburgh, are we? Uh, it's, it's not until It seems, it's not until seems August, wrong. But, uh, it seems too early. You know, and we're, we're buying into this whole thing of Edinburgh is the only important thing in the world. I'm going to Kenya tomorrow. Yeah, well, we don't care. It's starving No, we don't. we don't care. To be fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not funny. That's the thing about starving Africans. They're just not funny. I laugh at them. We're talking, like, two stars at best. <laughs> Half the time you can't make out what they're saying. Because they're drunk. No, let's not... Let's not no, because they're starving here. and can barely... Because ah. they whisper, you see, on account of the starvation and the dehydration. M- much better logical uh, progression there. Thank you very much. Okay, anyway, and Ed- Edinburgh. So Edinburgh is in August, but it always starts right away. Well, Edinburgh, to be fair, is there wrong. all the time. It, yeah, the the festival right, yeah. Fringe is ah. there in August. Yes, indeed. And the festival. Yeah. And, and uh, last year there was also lots of things about people pinching venues from other people. And guess, guess what? This year, people are pinching venues from other people. In this case, uh, Karen Corrin of the Gilded Balloon has pinched a free venue, a, a venue that's been free for nine years. And, it, and is claiming it's pay what you want, which it is, but it's pay what you want for the punters, not for the people appearing in it, who have to pay vast amounts of money. I mean, the, huge the, the, amounts of money. Plus, the, Laura, the lovely Laura Lex said uh, she wasn't going to uh, in, in Facebook said she wasn't going to go because it was going to cost her fourteen hundred quid, whereas it was free last year. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's um, after you've met your guarantee, then on top of that, it's a sixty forty split, which includes not just your ticket prices, but you know, your ticket prices for people who buy in advance, but your bucket. Mm. So presumably, the Gilded Balloon is going to have somebody standing there resting the bucket from whoever it is that's mm. holding it for you. And, you know, one penny to you, one penny to me, one penny to you. Which, I mean, that's just yeah. because we, we have, dreadful. Because we, we have in front of us the Gilded Balloon race, which is inco- yes. A, it's incomprehensible because it yes. varies according to the, the number of seats and the, and the time it happens. But also, in consecutive lines, it says... Acts keep any money received in the buckets. On, on the next line, it says there's a 60-40 split, including the bucket. Yep. The, these are mutually exclusive, I would say, so God knows what's going on there. I would say so. And also the thing is that in order to be in the, in the fringe brochure, you have to pay 328 quid plus VAT. In order to be in the, you have to be in the, the, the Gilded Balloon brochure, it's 500 pounds plus VAT. So instead of paying 328 quid plus VAT for a free show, you're paying, you pay 828 quid to be in a, allegedly a free show and uh, play what you want show. So it is just it's a, it's a, outrageous. I mean, it's a perversion of Bob Slayer. The, the little if, venue. If, who'd ever thought you could pervert John uh, Bob Slayer? I know but, uh, yes. the little venue that we were in. The lounge in there. The, the lounge uh, that would cost us uh, at the at the time we were playing seven hundred and fifty quid. Yeah, whereas last year it didn't cost us anything. 750 quid. And, and in fact, although, although it's called a, a free show, uh, the, the free festival charges 80 quid to be in their brochure just, just to cover costs, which is fair enough. So, so last year it cost us 80 quid to be in, in the, the brochure, the specific brochure. Uh, this year it would cost you 500 quid plus VAT. I'm, 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 I'm plus your venue cost. Oh, plus everything else. And, and, and you're, losing, uh, six, you're losing 40% of your income. I mean, it's just... <coughs> I, I'm a huge fan of Karen Corrin. I think she's an amazing woman. I think that um, at least 60% of the comics appearing in big venues in Edinburgh all, if not their start, yeah. certainly their progression to <coughs> Karen Corrin. But this... 
And this, this is where Copsig and I are going to disagree, but uh, last year, the, the, the villain, in my, in my eyes, was PPH, the PPH... Free, no, that's rubbish. Free, He's rambling now. He's free, rambling. Free Fridge, who started off as a saviour and a, a glorious man who, who did wonderful things for the Fringe, and it ended up perverting his own uh, ideas. And I think the same has happened this year with the Gilded Balloon myself, because Karen's yeah. done wonderful things for the Fringe. She has. And then now it's... Uh, God knows what's going on now. I mean... Presumably there are people taking the spaces, but... I mean, I mean all this is, it's, it's a pay venue masquerading as a, as a free yes. venue, which, which it clearly isn't. Yes. I mean, the, the pay-what-you-want thing, yeah. uh, I don't think Bob Slayer invented it, but certainly uh, he kind of brought it to promin yeah. uh, prominence <coughs> at his bookshop. Yeah. I mean, pay, pay what was, what was basically, it's a free show, you can come up, you, can't, you can arrive at the venue and you get in for free if the space. Yes. But you can also pre-book for £5. It, under the Gilded Balloon County House thing, you can pre-book for 5 or £10. Uh, and uh, if you turn up and there is space, you will get in free. And then you're expected to presumably throw things in a bucket manned by a man with a T-shirt saying Gilded Balloon. Yes. And, and then they take 40% of it. 60-40. Yeah. Um... So it, it just is. It's, it's very dull for anyone who's not performing to fringe. Up, but it, it all—it's it, all wrong, yeah. really. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, as a couple of people have pointed out to me, when I was ranting on on Facebook, That's unlike, unlike you. me, I know. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not. It takes two, in this case, you know, to play the cunt, which is that if the owners of the counting house had been as decent as everyone hoped they were. We're not talking the management. The management were all in favour of it staying a free venue with uh, the lovely Brian, who's just a phenomenon, such a help and such a great character. But the owners of the counting house went with ready money up front. Yeah, because the, uh, Jenny Godley appears to have some sort of inside knowledge we don't have, but Jenny Godley on her Facebook postings are saying that uh, there was one person on the board of the, of the people who own the venue who, who's never been to Edinburgh who decided that they would go for the pay, the pay idea, whereas the management, as you say, wanted to go for the free, the free idea. It's, it's and, of and, course, people are desperate for venues and... They will hope... I mean, it's a great venue. Whoever is running it, it's a great venue. But they will be hoping that maybe <coughs> under the umbrella of the Gilded Balloon press office and whatnot, uh, they'll stand a better chance. But but it's it's going to be a real um, sort of poison chalice of a, of a venue. Even, even more, I would say, than the Cowgate Head... Under under the festival rapscallions, uh, it's just it's sad and depressing and. So, so everything in Edinburgh is normal then, and then it also means sadly we get thrown out because yes. uh, our increasingly prestigious Malcolm Hardy Awards show and our increasingly prestigious Grouchy Club both both were going to be in there. Not that this affects our um, um, feelings of hatred. No, uh, no, not, 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 not hatred. No, hate, we're bigger than that, John. Yes, yes. Uh, so we, we've got a new venue for the Grouchy Club, uh, but we're still looking for. Uh, well, we've, we've had about we've got about four possibilities, haven't we, for the Malcolm Hardys. So we're okay because, of course, it is increasingly prestigious. Increasing, yes. but, but other people aren't. For example, uh, I don't know if we should we name the act. Of who, 
Of course we should. We should. Okay, so Mr Twonky is booked in to do his own show in uh, in Sweet Venue. Fine, that's good, that's okay. Uh, And he was going to put on a play with five people in the counting house. He now doesn't know if he can or can't put that that on because he's got no venue. Uh, So he he obviously got in touch with uh, Copstick and asked, is there another possible venue? Well, I I suggested uh, the marvellous Latch... L-A-C-H. L-A-C-H, of anti-hoot fame. Uh, He has got a whole venue this time. I mean, when he came the first time, he was running riot in the wine bar at the Gilded Balloon. And can't remember where he went after that, but anyway... Uh, oh, he said the counting house. He was in the counting house for a bit. I think he was, yeah. But um, now he's been given... Free, he's got into bed with the Freemasons. Ooh. And I'll know. I mean, if, if we just start... You can't even shake hands with them without it, getting it, a bit of a tickle. Lord knows what happens when you get into bed with them. Yes, yes. How, how do they shake hands on a deal? It must be then with funny. Them, oh, Yes, exactly, with their <laughs> naked knees and everything. You see Latch and Shorts, you'll know he's trying to impress them. But uh, he has, has got... Uh, he and uh, 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 someone he calls a co-producer, not sure that, a shady, a shady character. <laughs> but they have got the, um, the, what's called the, what's it called? Freemason's Hall, is it? Well, it's the Freemason's Hall, but it, it's called, the, not the West End Theatre, the, the, the Newtown Theatre. The Newtown Theatre, which is the ginormous and opulently... Uh, over the top. Over the top. Uh, Freemasons Hall on George Street. I've been telling people it's the lovely little one down in uh, Thistle Street, but it's not. It's on George. It's right beside the assembly rooms. And I've, I saw a couple of phenomenal plays mm. there uh, a couple of years ago with, um, yeah, well, it was a PR kind of more or less persuaded me along. Mm-hmm. David Burns, actually, and it, the play was just—it was—it was wonderful. And I've seen a couple of things there. It's strange because it, it, it does all look a bit like a county court. Oh, I deal, deal for the Malcolm Hardy show. You know, then. a lot, a lot of trees died for the interior <laughs> decor of that place. We're talking anything that stands still long enough gets wood panelled. And uh, I mean, I would not like to be their char. <laughs> uh, because the amount of... That's a lot of pledge. But the way things well. are going, you might be. Mr Sheen will really work for his money in the Freemasons <laughs> Hall. But there are several... There's one, a bigger venue. Uh, there's, you know, a bigger room and yep. then a, a smaller room and an even smaller room. There's one that's about a 60-seater. And Latch, <coughs> uh, what he tells me is he wants to make it a really kind of adventurous, uh, interesting place with, with kind of off-the-wall... Productions, and I would have thought Mr. Twonky would fit in absolutely perfectly yes. there. I might have got the name wrong. I think it's Rebecca's robot arm. It's someone's room, robot Rebecca's arm. Rebecca's robot arm. That's yes, what. Yes. It, but I mean, uh, I, I would, I would think he'd fit in perfectly. I, I there. think eccentricity in the Freemasons, and not, not eccentricity strange, in the Freemasons. <laughs> and um, uh, now somebody else contacted me to say, I can't remember who it was. It will come back to me. Um, we, what we need and I agree with him, is uh, a new bongo club. I don't think I was ever in the bongo. It was, oh, wasn't it small? Oh, it's just tremendous. Well, we should, the we'll, original bongo club. Well, we should give credit to the fact we've also been offered space by, uh, by Spaces. Space, Spaces, Space UK, yes. And, and by uh, Mike Lee, who's apparently got Frankenstein. We haven't been given other offers, so they should be credited. But, yeah, no, yeah. but yes, the, um, I think the Spaces sounds quite... Because they're very central. They're up yeah. in um, Hill Place... 
one of them is in Hill Place, the symposium, which yeah. was where I, I did just sort of a show with, um, crikey, Booch out of Topping and Booch. Oh, did you sing? And Lorraine Chase. I didn't sing. If you had sung, what would you have sung? I, I didn't sing, as indeed I am not singing now. Aspie said you sung, I think, the last four, and including the Grouchy Club Live. Yes, it? but you joined in. Uh, you led the way, in fact. And we've become an internet sensation. Anyway, I think the symposium, is an int- it's very corporate. Everybody looks like they're at, you know, they're being shown some kind of new office equipment. But I don't think, and the other space, was it the Tetris or the... I have to say, I haven't actually looked it up yet. It was, but, let's um, pretend it was. They're all, all big university yeah. type. Well, they have very nice pillars on the outside. Wonderful pillars Wonderful, on lo- the outside. Lovely pillars. Uh, I'm quite fond of the Surgeon's Hall as a venue. Oh, I know well, it's, it's well. quite antiseptic inside, yeah. but... Oh, uh, oh, but we're misleading people. So in fact, we have also been offered the Gilly Doo. Uh, yes. That, that might not have fallen through yet. We're not sure at this point whether it's fallen, it fallen through. I thought it fallen through. Not the Gilly Doo itself, but our offer. Yes. But Obviously, no, the Gilly Doo is, is in absolutely perfect state far, of repair. As, as far as I'm aware, and one can never know for certain with the Edinburgh Fringe, obviously, uh, it, it's gone silent, but it hasn't dropped out, I don't think. It's gone silent. What, the whole of the Gilly Doo? Yeah, apparently, yes. Ah. No, 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 no the offer's gone but He hasn't heard back from uh, there. The offer to just us, or the offer to... I, 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 think, I think they're rearranging, trying to rearrange things, and they haven't come back to... OK, now I'm going to suggest something now, John. I, I, talk, I stopped talking gibberish? No, 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 I, I'm, I'm going to, this might be radical. But when we start a line of conversation, having even one iota of knowledge about the topic kind of helps. Isn't that anti-Islam? You said radical. Ah, well, but that, that, can, we, can we have that as a rule? No. Don't start whittering on about something of which you have absolutely no knowledge. Did I mention last week, I can't remember, about uh, the, the tips in the dressing room in Harpenden? No. Did I not? I thought I did. No, no I, I, I went and saw Lewis Schaefer in Harpenden. On and a, he got his tits on, out. On, oh. on, on his tour, and he has better tits than I do. I thought I had great tits. but John, I've got better tits than you have. No, that's a bit cruel. And I, I, you know, I have better tits than almost nobody I know. Yeah, but you're a woman. You've got an advantage. I, I mean, you, 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 you were born with that's tits. That's the I, nicest thing you've ever said to me, John. You were born with tits. I had to develop my tits. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 this is from nothing I've developed these. We've been given. I've been well. I've been given a, a large bag of, of uh, no of bras. Ooh. So if you want to try, you know, after the podcast, you could try a few on. Are you going to try a different one every every nothing day? Nothing like an uplift bra to enhance your titage. But are you actually going to try a different one every day? No, they're for people in Kenya, John. Uh, and uh, why, they're not for me. Why do they need? Bra? I don't wear a bra. What? <laughs> why do they need? <laughs> why do they need? I don't wear a bra. And I don't wear knickers. Really? You go yeah. commando? Yeah. Well, I think Always have. I think the photographs would be interesting for this blog. Always have. Oh, they, isn't it? Doesn't it it's, it's scrapes, surely. It's, it's scuffs. No. scuffs. No, it depends what, you, depends what you wear. I usually wear soft garments. Well, that's soft you, outer garments. Outer? Outside what? I've shocked you. No, no, it's, it's the visions are sort of coming up. Oh, don't have visions! Quick. Good God! Yeah, look what happened to Donald Trump. Visions. Donald Trump, yes. Oh, uh, please, anybody who's listening, list, dear listener, don't have visions. It's not pleasant. <laughs> anyway, do they not wear bras in, in Kenya? Are you, are you changing society? A lot of them can't afford them. And there's uh, ladies, especially in rural areas, who have to walk um, five or six kilometres just to get their water. And it's baking hot. They've got no bras and everything, so they get terrible kind of fungal infections underneath their boobs because the boobs droop down. And underneath gets very sweaty, and in the sweaty patches, 
uh, all kinds of fungi grow. My vegetables are doing okay, but now my visions have tailed off. So uh, you give them a bra to hook up the drooping titage while they're walking. And also, the other thing that happens is yes. when they're, when Cops, they're walking... Cops bouncing at this point. I am. Yes. Uh, walking, then uh, <laughs> they, they sometimes get very uncomfortable, especially if they've got huge boobs, which many of them have, uh, because the boobs bounce up and down as, down as well as they trudge over uh, the, the bim- rocky terrain. Do they bimble? No, they don't bimble. They're very... I mean, they're going to get all the water for the household for the day. There's no bim... No, 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 no. Is there a Swahili word for bimble? No. There, there isn't even an English word for bimbo. Do they have some good songs? Yes, they do. None of, none of which I could... Uh, because it would be... Good grief, John. I mean, there, there was, I was just reading on Facebook that somebody in America is being sued for uh, Doing an impression allowing students to wear tiny sombrero hats at a tequila party. Because it's racist against Mexicans? Because it's, uh, they call it ethnic appropriation. They're basically stealing uh, ethnic, you know, things from the Mexicans. So unless you're actually Mexican, you're not allowed to wear a sombrero. Didn't bagpipes originate in the Balkans or somewhere? Well, it's just opening up a massive can of racial worms. Into which that man I saw last time could plunge his willy. Again, something I don't want to visualise. Uh, anyway, anyway, you're going off to... Uh... So I couldn't possibly sing a tribal song. That would be just horrendous. All songs are tribal songs. Scottish songs are tribal songs. So how long are you going to Kenya for? Till the 29th of March, John. Will you miss me? I will, because I'll have to fill in a gap when you're not there, because Skype never works, so we never actually managed to. No, I know. So I'm going to have to get someone else. Although, my father, greatest living human being on the planet, Daddy Copstick, recently gave me an iPad Air. So perhaps we could FaceTime. Is this someone who inherits your iPad after you die? I FaceTimed him. It's good, isn't uh, it? This yeah. morning. Oh, how exciting. Yeah, it was quite exciting. So you can sit in some cafe in some uh, dodgy place in Kenya. And, and we and could FaceTime. We could try that. Well, we could try that, what, tomorrow? Well, whenever you land. You I can't gonna... help but feeling a podcast is not for us, re- you know, arranging our... Uh, social our diaries. Dates. No, social diaries. No, we ought to be talking about something more interesting, well, not... topical. Well, normally ah, not, not, I know. Not, Darius Davis. Have you read this? No. Very good. Very, very good. Wasn't he a, wasn't he a king of Persia? He's, um, no, I thought for a long time he was the one that nearly won Pop yes. Idol, but didn't. Yeah. But no, yeah. that's Darius yeah. somebody yeah. else. Anyway, Darius Davis, uh, I first saw in... So he's a comedian. ...in uh, a late-night show at a free venue... Um, doing, oh Christ, what's it called? Uh, the Hooky Hate and Live. Oh, yeah. It's called yeah, Hate yeah, yeah, and yeah, Live, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is really quite good. It's, it's it an is. improv show where you've got to be as nasty as you possibly can. And he, to be said, and Leo Kurse, who kind of jointly host it, are tremendously good. And both very tall. Both very, Leo Kurse more than Darius. Anyway, that was the first time I'd seen him. I thought, oh, he's rather clever. Uh, um, like many comics, possibly not quite as clever as he thinks he is. However, <laughs> recently, he he um, he perpetrated a prank. Ooh, a prank. A prank. He phoned up. Um, uh, it was at the BBC, and said that on a, a disrupted there was a disrupted EasyJet flight or something, and they were he having a stag, stag night or and something. pretended to have uh, witnessed a man running up and down the aisle, getting his cock out, all manner of ghastliness. And they believed him. So I, I think he was actually, was he on air? 
And did they actually transmit the words about he had his cock out? I think I, I think there was radio, and then the lunchtime news. And, yeah, and then uh, another part of the Beeb got in touch, and like had, he had several conversations, each time pretending to remember more and more about the ghastly experience, and I, I, possibly he just went too far at one point, but. Um, I, it just, it did sound hilarious. It's all on chortle, and um, the, the, the language and everything that he uses, you just can't imagine a journalist sitting there and taking notes seriously, but they did. And, you know, as he points out, it's not just an hilarious prank, but it shows what shit lazy journalism is around. Oh, no, you think Christmas would come if you got a story like that. But wouldn't you think he looks a bit dodgy? To actually check with someone that in fact it was true, because he, he was on the line, wasn't he? Never, never actually met him, I don't think. And I mean, I think you, uh, yeah. I don't think I would even believe that Darius Davis is his real name. And yeah, he wasn't thinking ahead because if he'd actually managed to publicise his own Edinburgh show in that, he could have got a cunning stunt award. Ah! <laughs> Do they have? Oh no! What? Oops, sorry, about to reveal that I on the panel um, don't know the rules. Does it? Does their cunning stunt? have to be promoting the Edinburgh show? Well, of course there are no rules. Or can rules. it just be a freestanding, cunning stunt? No, there are no rules. No, it, it has to be a cunning stunt promoting an Edinburgh show because, in fact, I mean, uh, oh, God. Uh, who, Here we go. Who, who hit each other? Who hit... Uh, oh, I know, uh, Rose Gar and Ellis. Or Ellis and Rose. Ellis and Rose failed to get nominated last year for a wonderful prank at the Soho Theatre where they, they, uh, there, used to be, there were photographs on the wall at the Soho Theatre and he tried to get booked at the Soho Theatre and told them, they, they were told they weren't ready to be in the Soho Theatre. So they got photo, a photograph done with the same lighting as all the other photographs, had, had their name put on it in the same print as the other photographs, framed in the same way and just put it on the wall. Uh, and nice. it, was, it was there for about six months before anyone any actually noticed. If you actually go into Soho Theatre bar now, they're screwed the, the, uh, the pictures onto the wall so you can't do this. <laughs> it was a cracking one. Because, Excellent. Because no one ever noticed it. I mean, if you see it on the wall, you assume that it must... Mm. Soho, Theatre, Soho Theatre themselves, presumably assumed they must have put it there. It was a wonderful stunt, but sadly wasn't, they didn't go up and perform any shows. They didn't get nominated. Mm. A lesson to us all there, you have to actually perform to get nominated. Exactly. And, yeah. and I would say, if you're someone who's um, just uh, starting or uh, don't have a lot of money to splash around... Perform now before Karen Corrin takes over the rest of the free fringe venues and there's nowhere left for you to go. Indeed. Uh, well, Barry Ferns, of course, was ahead of the game a few years ago by actually performing on Arthur's Seat, which yes. required no venue. <laughs> well, you say that now, John, but I can see Karen and her cohorts climbing up Arthur's Seat with fence posts and barbed wire In fact, didn't and a gilded balloon sign. When Barry, when Barry Ferns was pretending to be some American recording artist whose name escapes you, didn't he say, I own Arthur's seat or something? I think he did. Yes, so he's been there. He's, he's, Lionel yeah. Richie? Well, yeah, yes. I, I, yes. I wish I hadn't started. Yeah. I, I, I've started. You see, there we go again. I'm dribbling John. out, I'm dribbling you out. You are. This, I'm, is, I'm this is it. You're, you're starting a, a, a theme, you're starting a line of discussion unhindered by any knowledge of the subject on which you are purporting to converse. That's a big mistake, John, okay. if I can just say that. I hope you don't mind my telling you this in front of our viewer, but I feel I have to point it out again. Well, the sad thing is if I, if I had American citizenship and was born there, I could actually be president with this sort of ignorance, this, this level of ignorance. Oh, talking about <laughs> shit you know nothing about. Fantastic. It's a prerequisite. Oh, but can I just say, I hope you're noticing that I'm saying all this in a kind, 
slightly concerned way and not angrily. Can, can I see that impression again of the, the, the ladies in Kenya who are running along the room bouncing their tits? Okay. <laughs> what, there a we pity, go. what a pity this isn't. Uh, <laughs> that rhythmic sound is the, is the typist chair. Uh, well, it's, just, it's degenerating. We're, we're it, ha- is, it is. We're, we're burbling again. We're 20, I blame you. We're 24 minutes in. Yeah. Well, normally what happens... You had a list. Well, no, no, I don't... Well, good job. well, I wrote it on a piece of card, and my list actually was tapestry, chenille, darners, sharps, betweens, and embroidery. I don't know what that means. Oh, let's do embroidery. Let's do embroidery. Ah, no, you are doing embroidery. I am doing... Well, I'm not doing embroidery. I'm doing... Uh, I, again, this is, I'm doing... This is visual. Weaving. Though. I'm doing weaving. Why, well, we all are in the shop. Why are you weaving? Uh, we're... Because we've been given this vast amount of uh, wool, and uh, uh, it's been chopped up for some reason into lengths which are about a foot long. So there's really bugger all you can do with it. But I've created little looms out of... Looms? Uh, looms. Not, not loons, not quinies uh, quine, and loonies. And we're, uh, we're weaving squares and they're going to be joined up into blankets and sent to Syria because we're sending, we're sending lots and lots of stuff. Will they stop the looms? Syria, no. Right, right. But they are fairly solid. Feel that? Matron. Um, yeah, and the tapestry. Uh, so, the, um, so they're quite heavy duty. They'll be warm. Good. And uh, on account of the fact, just the one time, I said, look, let's just do it for the children. On account of the fact that if you make blankets for children, they're smaller. So it looks like you're making more. Right. Because if you're making blankets for adults, it's a fucking massive. Yeah. So we're doing, okay, we'll do it for the babies. But basically, the Syrian adults could just freeze to death. We don't care. Well, we're sending them mat coats and all sorts of stuff, and they can huddle together to share body warms. Well, and there are lots of bodies there. Yes. What, what, what news of Aleppo? You were going to go to Aleppo. Uh, yes, Aleppo. I was, t- I was t- talking to the guys today. They're, they're still not convinced enough of the ceasefire. I think they're very wise in this. To, uh, to go over the border into, into Aleppo City. Uh, and so... They've said, I was going to say they're holding fire. <laughs> no, they, they haven't decided on the new date yet, but uh, I'm going with them when they go. Um, because... Well, they can't, they can't go for the next three weeks because you're in, in well, exactly, Kenya. Exactly. So I've told them the that while, the, while the poor people are being saved by me single-handedly, of course, in Kenya, I can't be there putting an end to war. Uh, in Syria. So they could, if they wanted to, stop the ceasefire, have, have, start killing each other again for three weeks, Just for three and, weeks. Then, and then restart it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, I feel that any, any ghastliness that you know, Putin might have, I was going to say up his sleeve, but he's usually stripped to the waist, so <laughs> down his pants, uh, he, should, he should get on with it, because when I come back, I could get stuck in there, and as another marvellous Scottish expression coming up, I'd give him what for. I don't think that's a Scottish expression, is it? Do the English say, I'll give you what for? I would have thought that was an Anglo-Saxon around the world. Pink, pink bits on the map map expression, I would have thought so. You would say, I'll give you what for? And what would you understand by giving you what for? I... Come on, spit it out. I get get visions that I can't repeat. No, 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 no. Visions are no use. This is a podcast, John. Spit it out. All right, they involve sheep. I've I've worked in Cardiff. No, no. Uh, uh, Nothing to do with sheep, John. uh, 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 what, 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 it means whatever you want it to mean. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Don't talk rubbish. You see, you're talking, you've, you've, you've entered into a dialogue unhindered by any knowledge of the term, and I would suggest the Scottish term, 
to give someone what for. Is this verbal bimbling then? It's you, yes. It's definite, it's verbal bimbling to the nth degree. To give someone what for means to give them a row. I did, I did, just, he's just nodded at me. I did say loonies and quinies earlier on. You didn't pay attention. No. Is, is loonies and quinies general? I think all the quines we, we, oh. is a Scottish... Well, I, suppose that's, I suppose quinies is, is a variation, yeah. yeah. Loonies and quinies are boys... Do you have any quine... idea of what this podcast no, is about? No, we never have. We're up to about number 53. We've done this I know, for but a year. I, had, I know, I had high hopes, John. High hopes, I had high hopes, I had high apple pie in the sky hopes, uh, and I thought we were going to have a theme. Every week or so, every week or so. I know. That's a, that's a, you say that like a threat, as indeed it should be. Well, I, th- I think that's it. We've reached a climax there. We, we can't possibly follow that, can we? <laughs> I don't know. By sticking some sellotape across my f- mouth, possibly. Oh. Well, so this is good. So how many... How many podcasts will you be attempting without me, John? Well, you tell me. Is it, uh, I'm back on the 29th. Is, is that three Fridays? No idea. Uh, I was thinking next... Oh, unless we FaceTime. Oh, yes, no, we should, uh, we should try that. We'll, we'll so, be so, experimenting with FaceTime, so you, dear you, listener. So you're leaving tomorrow Saturday, so you'll be semi-conscious on the Sunday, probably. Oh, I'll be conscious. I mean, it's an overnight flight. Yeah, so, so, breaking in Istanbul. So after, after we finish here, we can, we can arrange some time to, to attempt to FaceTime. Yeah. Uh, and because I, I temporarily I've, I've set up a possibility, it is no more than that, oh. of... Uh, Who are you being unfaithful with, John? Well, I thought it would be interesting to try two people, but in a quiet environment. You're having a threesome behind my back? I am. I am with, with women, yes. Oh, uh, my but it has, God. But it hasn't really been... But it, the possibility would be Ar- Arlene Hyphenet, yes. who, who's a newbie promoter. Uh, Arlene Double Barrel, yes. And uh, Ariane Shireen, who, who in theory is a newbie performer, having done seven gigs so far. But in Wouldn't fact, they completely outdo you? In, but, in fact she, but in fact, she performed 13 years ago. As, 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 <laughs> as Ariane Shireen is a Parsee. With, with, right, OK, so that's... Of, of but I, I think that Arlene Double Barrel could probably would outdo you... Just so that, I mean, that sounds quite good, actually. Well, I, I wondered if it might work, but I, I, I might even try listening into that or, or listening in, in, in the future. Uh, well, I thought it might be interesting to, to, as it were, new people to the industry. Although, the, I mean, Ari- yeah. Ari- Ariane is but isn't, as it were, and, uh, and Arlene is but isn't. But you know, it's not, it's not all been plain sailing for Arlene Double Barreled, as she told we're, us at the Grouchy Club. We're not even going to go here for, Why le- we not? for legal reasons, I think. We're, really? Is really? It, we're, we're, she was, she's been horribly, hideously shafted. Uh, by no. <laughs> no. by a comic who, because John's turned a whiter shade of pale, uh, shall be nameless. A Jewish comic, and we know they're all lawyers. But uh, <laughs> he uh, he shares a name with a late night television presenter. And on, and on, and on, 